Welcome to the Life Exchange Podcast, where we give you practical solutions for self, community, and culture. We all know that we're supposed to be thankful. It's one of the first behaviors that we learn as children when the magic words are please and thank you. But is thankfulness actually more than just a polite practice or a good thing to do? Well, we think so, and so does God. In today's episode, we're talking about more than just surface-level gratitude and looking at what the Scripture says about actually taking on thankfulness as part of our very nature. Come on, there's so much more to this subject than a November holiday with some turkey dinner. So let's talk about it. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And it is not even November, and we are going to talk about thankfulness today. You don't like, say my word. I thought we only talk about that when it's... Well, it does seem that way, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> I need some turkey dinner now, uh, which I will take any any month of the year. I agree. I love Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, so we're going to talk about thankfulness. Um, I think we all know the basics that we should be a thankful person, um, but we're going to talk about actually becoming a thankful person today, actually taking on um, that as part of our character. Uh, and so we all know we don't we should be grateful all the time, but we also know we don't always feel like being grateful. Um, so I know for me, it has to be something I tell myself. I talk to myself a lot um, and I will just say, Katie, you know, reset your focus, be grateful. And I actually know um, even for me when I've been in times of uh, just like, you know, mental um, anxiety or depression, it's it's a really, really big tool um, that I can that I can say, Katie, focus on something that you're grateful for. I actually just told someone this, when you're spiraling in your mind, making a conscious effort to focus on gratitude um, can really shift uh, even your mindset. And today we're going to talk about how when you make those conscious choices over and over again, um, it actually becomes uh, becomes habit. It becomes part of um, who you are. It becomes part of your... Becomes your natural tendency. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, could you guys tell me a time in your own lives when uh, you did not feel like being thankful, but you made the choice to do that? Well, for me personally, <laughs> being a parent, right? You know, especially- Those more, kids are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it was more when they were younger and they did just kid-like things. You know, I had it because my personality is like, you know- there's right ways to do things. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes when you're in the mess, when you're in, you know, the moment of emotion, you can not be thankful. And I think as a parent, uh, if you're not thankful, you're kind of missing out on mm. the joy of parenting. So when you are thankful, it adds joy to your experience. I know, um, uh, one of my, well, my oldest son, he was into Bob the Builder. And, you know, one time we went in there and we were like, why is the floor wet? And well, and then he goes, well, I peed on it. And so you're like, <laughs> you know, the joy kind of left the room. And so, but, but he explained it. I guess he had this farming equipment that was like for manure or whatever. So he was putting in the, hey, I'm just thankful that it was number one and not number two. So, but yeah, in those moments, you're like, this is ridiculous. And the emotions are high. And, but, you know, 
it's kind of funny because when you talk about it now, it's kind of funny, but in the moment it yeah. wasn't funny. So I'm just saying in a general sense, you know, being a parent is, is a high calling, a high <laughs> yeah. responsibility. You have your children's lives, you know, you can really shape their future by how you respond. So if you're doing it without thankfulness and, and you're always on edge, mm. then I, I, I think um, it kind of hinders, hinders your ability to really influence them for the good if, if you're always just seeing, seeing the negative. Well, I just saw, this is just funny, I just saw some, some parent, um, they were with their kid and all of a sudden the, the kid goes, I have to poop. And they get up and go running and they go, and I'm going to wipe my own butt. <laughs> and the dad was like, it was the happiest day of my life. Exactly. <laughs> but I just thought as a parent, that being the happiest day of his life means he had to make a good choice to have a good attitude all the days leading up to that glorious day. So it is a high Yeah, call. when my kids complain, I'm like, I did things for you that no human being should. <laughs> So what about for you? It's been a while since you had little yeah, kids. Yeah, well, you know, I, I can remember some of those days. <laughs> and um, uh, But I think uh, from a different perspective is, I mean, anyone who knows me knows I'm a hard worker. And um, But there has been a few times when uh, there was such a workload from so many aspects of my life. And I was getting very little sleep and the work was piling up and it just felt very overwhelming because I was physically and emotionally tired. And uh, I just had to stop, go into my office, shut the door and, and just begin to tell the Lord how thankful I am for every opportunity that he gave me in areas of responsibility. Because mm -hmm. some responsibilities aren't the responsibilities you assume out of choice, but it is the godly, righteous thing to do. And so I'd go in and I would just have to readjust how I thought mm -hmm. about those areas of responsibility. Now, in retrospect, when I look back, uh, I realize how truly honored I was to be able to do the things that uh, were thrust upon me at different seasons of my life. But, you know, as you said, Joel, at the moment, it can feel very, very overwhelming. Um, but if you are thankful in that moment, yes, it, it really changes it your does. perspective. It does. And that's what I had to do is, Lord, this is an honor. This is an honor. I'm so grateful. Would I not want to do it? Of course, <laughs> I would not not want to do it. Yeah. Uh, this is this is honoring you, and it's honoring others, and it's the right thing to do. And and so I think it's not just thankfulness that changes the attitude, but once that attitude changes, we actually mature in the process. Yep. So thankfulness really matures us so yeah. that we can handle things in the future. So, yeah, Well, you asked us what an example was in our life where we, you know, had to be thankful. So mm -hmm. is there something particular with you, Katie, that, I mean, all of us, it kind of fits into the same thing, but I didn't know if you had a... Maybe a unique story about it. <laughs> um, I think thankfulness is just such a choice, and it's a choice that shifts uh, shifts things so quickly. Sometimes, 
Um, and I just, I can, when you said that, I just remembered one story where I was cleaning the church and I don't like cleaning. I like things to be clean, but I don't like to clean them. Um, you like the result, but yeah. not the process. Yeah. If, if somebody else could do that, that'd be awesome. But, uh, Take, we were taking applications now. Yes, yes, yes. Always. <laughs> Um, but we were in a time and uh, where I was cleaning the church. Um, we didn't we didn't have anyone doing it at that time, and um, and I was complaining. <laughs> I was complaining to the Lord. I was like, I don't have time for this. Someone else can do this. I like I'm being honest. Like this was my attitude. I was not having a good day, um, and so I was. I was just complaining, and I was frustrated. And um, I don't even know if I if I said something, if I made a conscious choice, um, but it was like the presence of the Lord just hit me. And it like immediately I, all of that went away. It was like, and then I started mm -hmm. to pour out thankfulness to the Lord. And in, in the matter of probably 15 minutes, I'm hovering over a toilet, scrubbing a toilet. And I go, Lord, if this is all I'm doing for the rest of my life, it would be an honor. And so, um, it just, it shifts it. And I think the Lord helps me in that time. Sometimes it's, there's, there's, yeah, there's not that encounter with the Lord and it is just a choice we have to make. Um, but I have recognized in my own life when, when you do make that conscious choice to shift into thankfulness, it will change you from the inside out. Um, and it's so powerful. And I, to me, that's just the biggest thing is thankfulness is a choice. It is a, it is not a feeling. It is a choice. Exactly. Yeah, that's really good. Going back to the topic of of this uh, podcast, to be thankful or become thankful, I think it's important to to recognize that we're not just talking about some sporadic activity. You know, we kind of joked about it in the beginning where it was like, well, it's not Thanksgiving, but we're yeah. kind of <laughs> talking about Thanksgiving, and and even if you look at uh, some of the. Uh, self-help or mental health, you know, blogs, you know, they talk about being thankful. Mm -hmm. So we're not, we're not just talking about the sporadic activity of like, well, I'm going to put being thankful on my checklist kind of thing. We're actually talking about becoming thankful. And so when you become something, the thing that you become is now your natural tendency to live from it, to think from it, and then to respond from it. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's something that we need to do continually. It's something that we have to be intentional about. But as we do it, as we see the reward of it, like what you were saying about how it totally shifted your perspective in that moment, as you reap the reward, right? Mm -hmm. As you re reap the reward of maybe that discipline to yeah. be thankful, it's going to create a habit, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a situation that you're facing, but so but then you make the choice. You 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 uh, have the discipline to be thankful, and then you reap the reward of it. And then that's kind of how how habits kind of begin. Uh, you get in this cycle of you have an opportunity, then you make the choice to do it, or you 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 do the habit, and then there's a reward. And because the reward, we like rewards. Mm -hmm. So we continue that process. So the more that we are thankful, not just on a checklist, and sometimes it kind of begins with that, but the more you're thankful, it's going to just flow from you. I know, I know that there's probably some people that if you ask them, they could probably tell you everything negative thing that is happening. Yep. Right. Well, 
is because they cultivate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They cultivate that worldview or they cul- they they only see what is negative, so it just flows from them. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about is intentionally pursuing thankfulness so that it can then just flow from us, not in a arbitrary way of like, I'm going to be thankful now because it's what I'm supposed to do. But the more you do it, it's just your natural tendency it where you live from it you 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 think from it and you respond from it amen uh i like to call it uh from science the automatic pattern of thought because we know that it takes 21 days to develop a mental habit so uh, if we add another 42 days to that, then we can literally change our automatic way of thinking. So sometimes if we feed on the negative over and over, not sometimes, all the time, if we feed on the negative over and over and over, we're developing habit or an automatic pattern of thought to be negative, that we might even get a blessing. You know, somebody hands me a million dollars and they go, oh man, I got to pay taxes on this. Go ahead. I will pay the taxes. You know, we're like, yay God, yeah. you know. But, you know, you can take something absolutely amazing and make it negative Mm -hmm. and complain about it. And I remember, I don't know, that just kind of popped out because I remember for the first like 15 years of ministry, we were living under poverty level and people would complain about paying taxes. And I remember saying to the Lord, (laughs) I can't wait till we have to pay taxes because then I know I would be making some more money. You were at the poverty level. We were at the poverty level. So making, you know, money, that would be, I'd be making, you know, above the poverty level. And so even when it comes to income tax time, you know, who wants to pay in, but you know, really, we can even be thankful about that, as it were, because, you know, we know what it was like when we didn't have the money. Yeah. Uh, we didn't make enough money to even pay in taxes. So that's like a negative automatic pattern of thought. So no matter how good something is, we just view it so negatively or we we find the ugly in the midst of all the good. And really, that brings depression. That is hard on our physical body. It releases negative chemicals into our body. It just it just shapes every single aspect of our lives. And I don't know if you've ever talked to somebody, they bring it up the negative and you try to bring the positive in and they almost get angry at you because you're trying to find some gold in the midst of the well, coal. And what I've done with people is when they're when they're in that spiral, that swirl of just everything is bad, I'll say, stop tell me something good. Yeah. And that, like, you can't do it. Like, And I know what that's like when you are so focused in that pattern of negativity mm-hmm. and of complaining and, um, and everything is going wrong. You can't do it. You have to really stop make a conscious shift yep. in your own brain in order to access gratitude. So that's a really, that teaches me, that shows me the power of choosing gratitude. Because when you are in that swirl of all the bad things, you can't even access the good. Mm-hmm. And so I have to make a decision. Is this it? Is everything going to be mm-hmm. bad? Am I going to complain for the rest of my life? Or am I going to start making those conscious decisions to turn on the good to where I can actually let that faucet run in my life for a while and and start drinking from that water and mm-hmm. start um, start creating a different habit and a different pattern inside of me. I love how you use the term, use that water, get yeah. from that, uh, because I think of... Uh, 
anger, complaining, unthankfulness, uh, you know, ungratitude, all that stuff is being almost like a, a dark oil, like something mm-hmm. you put in your car, this dark oil or maybe dirty oil. And, um, but when you put water and oil in the same yeah. glass, the it'll separate, oil will rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And so the more I make a conscious choice to put the water of the word or the water of thankfulness. I start drinking from that well of thankfulness. The more I do that day in and day out, honestly, if you give it two months, just Mm -hmm. two months of every day choosing uh, to think and have attitudes and, and speak words of thankfulness and gratitude and honor and celebration of your life and, and the life of those around you. When you begin to take on that, what happens, it's pouring that water into that glass. And what's going to happen is that black oil is going to come out because it always rises to the top and you're going to be able to drive it out. Because a lot of times we're waiting for something to change. You know, we're waiting uh, for the black oil to stop because life is life. Mm -hmm. In the world, we have tribulations. There's always going to be something that we don't have power over, but we do have power over how we will view it when it comes. And we can literally be washed by the watering of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And that is thankfulness. That is gratitude. And so if we do that deliberately, it will become our automatic pattern of thought. And really, you're not going to feel good every moment of the day, but your perspective of those seasons literally shifts where you stop yourself and say, but God, but God. And I love the word, but, because whatever you say before the but is literally gone. You know, I mean, it's like we're discounting everything. This is a really rough day. I'm struggling a little bit. These things happened, you know, but God. Yeah. So I'm saying no matter what I'm facing, my God is bigger. My God is greater. My God is stronger. And I'm going to focus on who he is. And that literally creates in me a thankfulness for who I am in God mm-hmm. and the power that I hold in him. Yeah. So a lot of these habitual cycles go unnoticed because we're just living life. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about, you know, sometimes we just say, well, this is who I am right? Mm -hmm. This is who I've been created to be. And it might not even be true, but it's just a habit that we created that it's just this cycle. And so sometimes we have to separate our habits from who we are, because guess what? Mm -hmm. You can change a habit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not only that, that's not only a biblical truth, it's a scientific truth. And so when when we look at situations that we find ourselves in, we have to separate who we are, right? And maybe where I'm at and what I'm facing is because of a cycle that, mm-hmm. a habitual cycle that I'm in or a habitual behavior. So one of the things that I think is really important is to kind of take inventory of your habits. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, on the iPhone, they have... Um, this this feature called screen time mm-hmm. and and I'm sure most people know what that is but basically it's like it tells you how long you've been on Facebook how long you've played this app or how long you've been on the internet and you can kind of curb your behaviors or at least become aware of them so that you can make change or uh, I one thing I like about it is it 
re- reveals reality. Mm-hmm. Because you might say, you know, I har- I'm hardly on Facebook. Well, I actually screen time says it was six hours today. <laughs> and you're like, really? Six hours? I, I don't know. Uh, yes, it's based in reality. Now, we don't have this for ourselves, right? But we have to understand that we can look at our life. We can evaluate. What are we allowing in? Mm-hmm. You know, because some of you be like, might be like, oh, I hardly ever complain. And your yeah. sister's like, no, you complain <laughs> all the time. <laughs> really? Really? So that's why we need people in our life. But I believe that we can we can take an inventory of what, what we're allowing into our heart. If we don't like the harvest of our life, mm-hmm. we might have to change the seeds that we plant. Yeah. Yep. And so that's kind of what we're talking about is not just adding another to-do list to say thankful things or think thankful thoughts. It's actually get it into who we mm-hmm. are by continually doing it so that whenever we're faced with whatever situation is, it naturally flows from us. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree. We often don't know what we're doing until we stop and assess or ask for feedback, ask somebody else, Hey, do I complain a lot? (laughs) And then be okay with their answer. I was going to say, what if they say yes? Don't ask the person in the mirror. Be like, do I complain? No, I'm perfect. Wow. Thank you. But one thing I just looked it up that have you ever heard of the Bader Meinhof theory? It's basically like when, like if you um, buy a car and all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere or mm-hmm. uh, you learn about something and all of a sudden you're like aware of it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of made me think of that, of, um, you know, sometimes when we become aware of it for the first time, we're going to start to see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to start to take note of, oh, hey, I'm complaining, I'm complaining, I'm complaining, I'm complaining. Or um, or like when you buy a new car and they're like, no one has this car. Yeah. And then you start driving it and you're like, everyone has yeah. this car. Yeah. Yeah. In my family, this stupid joke with the number 17, it came from nowhere, but now it's like this big family thing. We see it everywhere, but mm. it's the same kind of principle of you'll begin to see it everywhere. And mm. so, um, hopefully that's going to initiate a desire to change or a desire to keep it up. If you are a really naturally or, um, already uh, a really grateful person. Yeah. I also think sometimes those seemingly silly habits of like gratitude journals or, um, like the, you know, usually in November, the 30 days of gratitude challenges, those type of things, um, can be super helpful in starting this out. I know for me, if I have a goal, if uh, like that really helps me, if I have like for 30 days straight, I'm going to do this thing. Um, that's helpful for me. I know a friend of mine a couple of years ago gave me this like jar. It was a gratitude jar. And every day you're supposed to write down something you're grateful for. I'll be honest. I wasn't very good at it then, <laughs> but, but those things can really help to start changing your behaviors. But the the end goal is not just to add another no, task, no. but it's to create a behavior yeah, within you. Which yeah. will happen. Yeah. You know, culture is created by repetition. The more mm-hmm. we do something, yeah. the more it becomes part of our habits, the more it changes um, who we are. And that's where I think we've got to not just think about, am I complaining all the time? Uh, but saying, really, what has got my attention? So if I find myself negative, I'm going, wow, my attention is on 
the negative rather than on the goodness of God. And I love the scripture that says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, which is changing the way they think. So if I can place my attention on the goodness of God, even in difficult situations, it'll begin to change the way I think. And that's really what repentance is. It's like, Lord, I acknowledge that my thoughts, my attitudes, my ways of thinking and believing are contrary to your heart. So I look to your goodness. I look to your mercy. I look to your grace. I look at my life through the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit so much so that it's leading me into a different way of thinking. And that goodness that changes the way we think begins very rapidly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's not just taking two months to change the way we think, but when we choose, every time we choose to think in line with truth and the word of God and thankfulness and gratitude, it feels good. Yeah. And soon we start getting addicted to how good it feels to be thankful, how good it feels to view things through uh, the lens of uh, gratitude, but also heaven's perspective. And when I think about that, I think what happens when I am thankful, it impacts my mental health. Yep. I begin to view my life in every way so much differently. And literally science shows that the more thankful we are, the healthier we are emotionally. Um, It helps our physical health because every negative thought surges negative chemicals through our body. Mm But when we are thankful, when we are loving life, then what happens, it releases healthy chemicals, which brings health to our body. In fact, every thought I have affects every DNA strand in my body. And what is our DNA? You know, when, what is cancer? It's the DNA, the cell is malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying that if you're, unthankful, you're going to get cancer. And I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about the negative chemicals that affect our body when we're unthankful. And that's why I was talking about taking inventory. Yes. One of the design elements that we have as created beings by Father God is that we were created to be vessels. And one of the interesting things about vessels is they, they can only hold so much. Yes, there you go. And so in Ephesians, it talks about give no place for the enemy or leave no foothold for the enemy. So what is that saying? Leave no space, give no opportunity for him to have a way of access. And in Proverbs, it talks about uh, to guard your heart above all else for out of it flows the issues of life. And so, and even Jesus said that uh, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. So the concept of being a vessel is when you were talking about oil and water, Mm -hmm. as we fill ourselves with good things, you know, um, Paul talks about think on these things, right? Mm -hmm. Fill yourself with these things. And then from that, think, well, look at it like this. If you put in thankfulness, it will drive out worry. Exactly. Because you you only have the capacity for so much. That's right. So if if your words are talking, if you're being super negative, all it's revealing is what you're allowing in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so a challenge for us is, or like I said, taking inventory. What are we allowing in? Mm-hmm. 
Because eventually it's going to come out. Yeah. So the more we are thankful, the more it will drive out worry. Mm -hmm. The more I'm filled with his word, the less space I have for the lies of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And so when, when we think about becoming thankful or where it just naturally flows from us, the challenge is, is to be committed to continually fill yourself. Mm -hmm. Like Paul said, think on these things. What is pure? What is lovely? What is a good report? Yeah. Think on these things because guess what? When you do for one, it's going to drive out mm -hmm. because we can only hold so much, but then it's also going to be what flows out of me is what is good, mm -hmm. yeah. what is pure, mm -hmm. what is lovely, what is of good report. Yeah. That builds a resiliency is what yeah. it does. Yeah. That when things do happen, we can bounce back. And I, I think of David when he's going, oh, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. Here, he got hit with something, but what was his words? Hope, oh but, right? Yeah. I will hope thou in God. And I think that's the resiliency that comes from being thankful, the resiliency of placing our attention on the things of God. And that is a powerful place to be because we chose to make those choices of being thankful. We were very intentional, very deliberate, and God is gonna honor that. And when we partner with heaven, oh my goodness, we have just stepped into something that is beyond our ability to where his ability is flowing through us. And that's that's where resiliency comes from. It's not because I'm all that, but I've so partnered with heaven and the thoughts and the ways of heaven that I recognize even in a difficult time, this too shall pass. Just yeah. <laughs> focus on God, put my attention on him because tomorrow I'm going to feel different than I do today. Mm -hmm. And if if we can just hold steady to who God is in the midst of us in those times and be intentional, it's really powerful. And I think another thing that's so important about being thankful is I think it's the best thing we can do for the relationships in our life. Yeah. Who wants to be around somebody who is negative, unthankful, critical, you know, just all the time? I can tell you who. Who? People, People that are really negative, <laughs> critical, <Yeah>. and... <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, like, you know, we attract to what we're like, right? Yep. And you don't want to be because you made be. you made a choice to not allow those things to infect yeah. your vessel. Well, I mean, we can even see that in our culture here, getting yeah. light. Gossips don't stick around real long. It's or, true. Or, or they change. change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's that's culture. It's because it's a re repetitious behavior um that we have adopted and that that's who we are. Um, so, but you can also see people when they come in, a lot of times they're like, why does it feel so different? And once they catch on, they change yeah. because they, it feels better. Mm -hmm. It feels better to be in an environment that is uplifting, that is mm -hmm. validating, yeah. that's encouraging. So it connects heart. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. You're talking about beautiful relationships being built and established in a safe environment because even if I communicate a battle I'm facing, immediately it is met with faith. Immediately it's met with life and support and encouragement. And what's beautiful, aren't we seeing people who looked at life through a negative lens 
And we didn't preach even this sermon to them, right? And so uh, they were used to that. And suddenly they start viewing, when I say suddenly, over a time of being in that culture, they begin to look at life a little bit differently. And the more they hang around the creek bank, they're going to fall in and they're going to enjoy the washing of the water by the word. So we gave some examples of the benefit of being thankful But I think we missed one of the biggest reasons, and you can find that in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Really simple. Rejoice always. So when? Always. Always, Right? (laughs) Pray without ceasing. When? All the time. Without (laughs) ceasing. In everything, give thanks. And here's the kicker. Here's the reason. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah. It's good. So it's not just a self-help tip, yeah. right? It's not just uh, uh, a key for uh, mental health. Yeah, this is order. actually the will of God for your life. So knowing that it's God's will for you to be thankful in everything is the foundation to becoming, not just adding it to your list of things to do and list of things to think, but becoming thankful is realizing that this is God's will for you to do it. It's the beginning. It's the starting place. Yeah. That's our place of victory. But you notice it says, be thankful in everything, not for everything. Yeah. Because uh, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm not thankful for this battle. <laughs> yeah. But in that battle, mm-hmm. I am thankful. And that partners me with heaven. So that's the thing that brings me the victory. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really good to really clarify that because some people are going around, you know, this sickness, I'm just going to be thankful for it because God, no, no, <laughs> it's no. It's teaching me a lesson. It, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's trying to teach me. It's like, no, no, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I'm going to be thankful that my God is my healer. He is my deliverer. He is the restorer. And yeah. he's, he's my victor. And so in that place of thankfulness, now we're partnering with heaven rather than being consumed by the plan of the enemy. Yeah. We might have talked about this at another ep- in another episode, but we talked about people really focusing on the will of God for their life and it always centered around what has God called me to do? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it to be a worship leader? Is it to be a pastor? Oh, yeah. Is it to be this or to be that? And one of the things that we fail to realize is that there is a will of God for us to do. Yes. And that's what I was talking about, but there's also a will of God for us to become. Yes. What does it say in everything? Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm -hmm. So if we have a desire to fulfill God's will in our life, it's not just what you're called to do. That's right. Yeah. It's what God has called you to become. And I think sometimes people get really frustrated because all their pursuit is what God mm-hmm. has called them to do. And they're putting the, the cart before the horse. And Good. that's why there's frustration. That's why there's um, maybe even bitterness towards God because they're like, you said this and it's not happening and, or it's not happening in the timetable that I thought. And it looks so much different than I expected, but we have to realize there's also a will of God for us to become. And so if you put that first, mm-hmm. it's going to then affect what God has called us to do. Because exactly. listen, you can miss your opportunity mm-hmm. because you're not thankful. Yeah, 
You can be in the midst, in the right place at the right time and fail to be thankful and miss your opportunity to do because you failed to submit to the will of God for you to become. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Good preaching. (laughs) I was thinking, I'm kind of preaching right now. (laughs) I like it. It's good. I was like, is this this a podcast? That's my boy. Oh, gosh, please don't do that. Every time, like when I listen back to it and you're like, oh, that's so good. I'm like, like, oh. Didn't Aaron even say? (laughs) Yeah, my wife like, your mother really likes what you say on these podcasts. I'm like... Well, it's a not face just what only you say. a mother love, could love. I love, <laughs> I love truth, and boy, that what you just shared is so powerful. Because the fact is, if I obtain something without first becoming it, then that will rule over me. Because I will mm-hmm. desire what God's called me to do more than desiring Him and who He's called me to be. And it gets all convoluted. It gets all messed up. And it doesn't even satisfy me because I'm still not happy. I'm not loving life. But when I become what I'm called to become, I don't need the platform of what God has called me to do. So when I have that platform, I can serve Him in purity, not... Uh, not because of the platform, but because I know I'm walking in obedience to God and just pleasing Him is enough. And I'm not saying that because I've lived my whole life like that, because there was many times in my life that I thought, once I obtain this, or when this happens, or that happens, I'll feel successful, when in actuality, none of those things did it. But when I know who I am in him and I am thankful for who he has called me as an individual to be, then life takes on a completely different perspective. So then what I do, who I am is released in what I do. I don't have to live a life trying to do it like somebody else. I'm not called to pastor like someone else. I'm not called to have a business like somebody else. I'm not called to be the same kind of mom as somebody else, you know, or the same kind of grandma as somebody else. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm, I don't cook. You know, I'm, you just take what society thinks I'm supposed to be. And like, I'm very few of those things. And it's so liberating just to be who God called me to be. Yeah. And, and just love life. So who was accused of uh, uh, preaching? Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I was, I was slandered, and then no, was, uh, no that was a celebration. <laughs> All right, I'm being I a little. I always say, uh, pre- preacher's gonna preach. You put us in a room, you're gonna get what you get. Now you know, Joel. When everybody's at our house on Christmas or Thanksgiving, we got a lot of preachers preaching yeah. the whole time, and probably a lot of eyes rolling. Yeah, <laughs> like oh. Can't we just have a normal Thanksgiving? That's, that's the grandkids. You know? They're like, can we watch a movie? <laughs> um, no, but no, well, that was really good what you shared. I well, we it. could maybe jump back into the point is, so the foundation of becoming thankful is knowing that it's the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And I think sometimes in the church world, uh, there's people that kind of roll their eyes when they hear about creating habits and they think of it more as a... Uh, human effort for something. But when you look at that verse, Mm -hmm. you can't get, that is the formula for creating habit. Mm -hmm. Rejoice always. (laughs) When do you do it? Always. Pray without ceasing. 
in everything give thanks. That is the formula for creating habit in your life. And like I said before, when you become thankful, right, not just add it to your checklist of things to do or things to say or things to think, when you become thankful, it naturally flows from you. So you might be looking and saying, how can I always rejoice? How can I be thankful in everything? Well, the more you do it, the more that you are faithful to this command in Scripture, it's going to flow from you because, yes, at first, like, people, I, I kind of laugh. Like, when people say, I love to run, <laughs> you know, I think... <laughs> They need professional help. <laughs> What's wrong with them? <laughs> like that, that is like, but obviously there was a point where it didn't feel good, right? Yeah. It's kind of like when you work out, it doesn't feel good at first, but eventually the more you do it, you get stronger yeah. and you get more confident and you get, uh, you have more flexibility and you're starting to see the results of it. It's kind of like this. When you're faced with rejoicing always, it doesn't feel. Yeah. Like, I want to do this, but if I am faithful to it, if I submit my will to his will to become his will, mm -hmm. right? Like, like we said, there's a will for God. There is a will for us to become. When we do that, it's, it, a habit is then formed, and then it just naturally flows from us. Um, so when we hear a negative thing, because we filled ourselves with what is good and lovely and pure. Mm -hmm. That's what comes out of us. You know, uh, what comes out of you when you get squeezed? Squeezed a little <laughs> bit, right? Yeah. I do think, like, even what you were saying about, like, working out, I think even with gratitude, it's not, like, a point that you arrive and then it's just habit and it, you don't have to work at it. I think even, like, with working out, you still have to show up every day. And it's still, if you're, if you're doing it correctly, it's still going to be a challenge for you, no matter how strong you are, mm -hmm. uh, no matter how grateful you are, how thankful you are, you still have to put effort into it all the time. And that's where mm. that muscle memory is yeah. to where you it's it's easier in one respect, but it's not without effort. And also the 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 results, those happy chemicals, those yeah, the uh, reward the aspect. reward is something that you begin to crave. And mm -hmm. so it it becomes easier in that now it's like, oh, I so want this. I need this to be part of my life. Um, but it, it does still always require us to show up and put in effort. So I think that's just a good reminder. Well, it's when and you it, talk, it's when you talk to like Debbie Downer and you're like, after you're done with the conversation, you're like, <laughs> like, um, I need to feel myself now because I feel yeah. like I've just received all this, Yeah, you know? So it's kind of, you know, when you, when you put good things in and you treat yourself well, mm -hmm. you know, because it says guard your heart above all else. When you're used to having those good things flow through you, when something doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. You feel off. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why when people will say, but I can't. Yeah. But what are they really meaning, Katie? I choose not to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so really it boils down to God gave us the power of choice and say, what type of life do you want to live? Mm -hmm. And there is a price to pay. I mean, nothing in life is just really handed to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, even salvation is a choice. Yeah. I mean, free, freely we receive, but we have to make the choice to receive. receive. Yeah. 
And and so it all boils down to that choice that that God gives us, and it's so easy to say I can't. It might be more um, real or authentic to say, "Wow, that that seems hard to me. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, I don't know if I want." to pay that price. And that would probably be more of an authentic statement rather than saying, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we believe we can't is because we've probably never tried. Um, And, you know, the older I get, the more I have to recognize if there's something I don't or think I can't understand, it's the greater price I have to pay to try to learn and put myself out there because our we we never stop growing we never stop advancing we never stop changing for good or for harm so i've got to stay on the growth track of becoming more and more like christ i i have to pay that for all eternity yeah. you know i have to make those choices for all eternity i can't grow slack in it mm-hmm. yeah. you know i don't want to give the little foxes any way to get through my fence mm-hmm. you know yeah. Well, that starts, well, everything that flows from us has a source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't like what's coming out of us, we have to go back to what have I allowed in in the yeah. first place. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we talked about before, it's like, if I don't like uh, the harvest of my life, then I should probably change the seeds that I sow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. good. So um, with that, would you say like you have to be mindful of what is coming in? So if you're always around negative people, it's probably going to act against your desire to become grateful. It doesn't mean you have to cut those people off. Yeah, it's difficult. I think there are so many more elements that we can have more control over than necessarily people. Mm -hmm. uh, Because sometimes those negative people are your family members. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you just, yeah. you can't get. You, you don't have power yeah. over another person. So some yeah. things might just be um, in a practical way, uh, the type of news that you feed on mm-hmm. or just news in general. Uh, it could be uh, anything that you allow in your heart. What do you think on? Yeah. What? <laughs> so I, I think some attention is given to like negative people, but I think that's like maybe a small percentage. If you deal with those other things, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't want to say it doesn't matter the relationships that you have in your life. I'm just saying that sometimes people give that too much of a place of influence in your life. Mm-hmm. If you're doing those little things, if you, if a thought pops into your mind and you take it captive and submit it to Christ, every thought, I mean, you're yeah. not going to have to worry about who your friends are. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. For some people that's a good that's a good uh piece of wisdom, but I think if you do the little things, you know, those other things won't matter and I think maybe you could be a light if 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 the things that are flowing from you are life, you're going to you're going to be the person of influence in the relationship. Yes. I mean, in any relationship someone is influencing. Yeah. If you're not sure who it is, that's good. Yeah. Then you're the one being influenced. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I was also thinking earlier when we were talking about relationships and how this affects relationships. I was just thinking um, how much it would affect 
our relationships if we chose to speak and think the good in people. Um, because I think mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just our habit to find fault and to um, focus on that. But I know for me, that helps me. If I'm having a bad time with someone, I was just talking, uh, there was a person, I first met them and I thought, oh my goodness, this is, this is, Gonna be, gonna be a, it's gonna be a wild ride. <laughs> and the more I was around them, I started to see the good in them. And now and it softened my heart. And I had to repent for um, seeing the negative first before I sought out uh, the good in them. And so it, it's again, you know, creating that habit of uh, and it's that's the habit of the Lord. Um, he tells us to love people and, um, and to seek out the good in them. And so when we again, take on that, those marching orders of, um, of him, of being grateful, we're going to start to seek out the good in people. And the more you focus on that, the more you mm -hmm. speak the good things about people. Uh, I think that's going to impact your attitude. It's going to impact the relationship and it could even transform the culture. I mean, if you have a relationship that you're always fighting like cats and dogs, um, it could have it like if you if you're meditating on this relationship as a negative one and you're like you're inventing things within your mind and uh -huh. then you actually encounter them, you've already been to battle. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it doesn't it shouldn't surprise anybody that uh, that if you just think good thought. To, towards those that you're in relationship, how much that can truly change mm -hmm. a situation. Yeah. I love when we start talking about people uh, because it's not just thankfulness in, in general, but it's really thankful for the people in our lives and being able to see the beauty, the treasure that's on the inside of them. And no matter what they're doing on the outside, we've got to recognize that is not the real them anyway. Uh, someone asked, because um, this summer, uh, my husband and I will be married 46 years. And someone recently asked, how in the world have you survived 46 years? And, um, you know, you guys must really be alike and all this stuff. And I thought, we are completely opposite. <laughs> you know, I mean, we we are so different from one another. We think differently. We... Uh, function differently. We got different contributions. We got different ways of thinking in just so many ways. And uh, that that did have challenges in those. The first year was, we call it our year from hell. And um, so we, we could have chosen to either camp on the dirty banks of complaining and murmuring, or uh, whenever the opportunity rose up, you talked about fighting and all that kind of stuff. We just refused to fight. You know, yeah, I would be irritated or he would be irritated. He would be mad at me or I'd be mad at him, but we refused to spew at each other. I don't know where in the world it says you have to fight. You have to have arguments to have a healthy relationship. I believe that is such a lie because we've been married 46 years, not because we screamed and yelled and hollered. There was like one or two times uh, in our whole married life because we made a decision that instead of attacking one another, we would stop, we would cool off, and when it was said and done, we would talk about it. Mm -hmm. We made a choice because we valued our relationship. We were thankful for each other. And so when this person asked me, I had to come up with just a short statement and my statement was, I have chosen to see value in him for who he is, not what I wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. 
And he has chosen to see value in me based upon who I am, not what he wanted me to be. And so we've just flat out learned to, one, seek first the kingdom of God, and number two, value who that who that person is, rather than trying to conform them into our image to think, act, and talk like us. And so what we've learned is to be able to see the gold in the other person, and to see, when we see that, then we inquire of that. He's, he's like the theologian in the family. And so, you know, I'm the one who just, you know, has this encounter with the Lord or whatever. And I go and I go, okay, Stephen, this is what I'm thinking. Tell me what you think about that. And then he'll say, well, the word says this. And he'll either back it all up or say, well, you know, think about it this way because the Bible says that. I go, oh, that's so good. So now our differences make us better. Yeah. But see, most of the time, what we want to do is complain because I want that person ultimately to meet my need. And so I complain about them and I'm not thankful for them rather than recognizing the value that they hold. And just we can, you know, somebody walks through the doors of the church. It's like, Lord, show me that treasure so I can treat them based upon how you see them, not based upon maybe their hurts, their battles, their struggles, even their negative, whatever. Yeah. And it's just being thankful. Thank. There's a scripture that talks about if, if the stall is empty, there's not much stuff in there. But when there's a bunch of cattle in that stall, we're going to have to do some cleaning up. So we've kind of learned, haven't we, as a, as a team to say, yeah, there might be some stuff come into the stall today, but we're going to see the value of that person. And we might have some stuff to clean up, but they are worth it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just what you talked about. We begin to view things through a grid of thankfulness rather than a negative view of someone or something or a situation. Yeah. And it's contagious yeah. if we do that. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's really good. Um, we we had some benefits to being thankful, so that's probably going to be another podcast. Uh, so this one is becoming thankful or be thankful. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe another one can be the benefits, even though we kind of hit those things. But to reiterate uh, what 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 we were talking about is it's not just it's not just thinking thankful thoughts. It's not just adding uh, being thankful or uh, doing thankful things to your your checklist or your work list. It's actually through consistency becoming thankful. And and in 1 Thessalonians says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.